they forget they're dealing with people, not robots, and it, it hurts them in the long run. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back to Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to bring on Alec Naylor of Naylorscapes. Now, Alec has been on the podcast a few other times, and he is one of our founding members to our Million Dollar Academy. So I'm excited to bring him on because he has gone a long, has come a long way, I should say, in his landscaping journey. And today, I wanted to bring him on to share with you some of his thoughts and some of the things that he's doing in his business to not only attract new team members, but to keep his team members it's like a, a customer. You know, we work so hard to get that customer. We need to keep the customer. So he does some unique things with the way he attracts new team members and the way he goes about keeping those team members. So make sure you stick around after a quick word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is, it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created Busy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which projects were making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. Busy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download Busy Busy today, and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast to get three free months. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Jim. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So, if you haven't already, go to sendjim.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendjim.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back to Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have back on Alec Naylor. Alec is actually one of our founding members to our Million Dollar Academy and super excited to have him on. Today, we're going to dive into employees and getting employees and share with you some of the things that Alec has been doing in his business. Welcome, Alec. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, Scott. Nice to be here, man. Alec, just for the people that don't know you, you mind sharing a little bit about you, what you do, types of services and everything? Yeah. So I own Naylorscapes. We're based out of Ogden, Utah. Been doing this for, oh goodness, 10, what, 12 years now? You know, kind of typical start, start mowing lawns, pulling weeds, doing stuff like that. But, you know, over the course of the last however many years, we uh, now specialize in Xeriscapes and garden boxes. Nice. Yeah. And you just fairly recently, I guess, transitioned to doing the garden boxes and everything, right? You were doing a little bit of everything before? Yeah, we were getting our feet wet and just about everything. So yeah. we've always done xeriscapes and, and garden boxes it's always kind of been a part of what we wanted to do but it was just recently you know like drought conditions and stuff like that it was kind of the time to pull the trigger and it's all we do now nice yeah it's been nice yeah very nice so like i said alec has been in the academy for quite some time and i should have looked this up i guess beforehand but it's been been some years since he's started our program and he's gone through some pretty good significant changes i would say in his business from being the one that was out there you know doing the work and that was actually Fairly, I don't know, last year or so, you really transitioned out of being in the field so much and more into the office and do the, the selling and the, and the admin type of stuff. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've touched 
shovel all season. <laughs> so I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to come off like that. I mean, yeah. I've touched. I've, <laughs> don't let the the sweater fool you. I've touched a I've touched a shovel this season. <laughs> but I mean, as far as like, yeah, showing up at the job site at seven o'clock in the morning. You know, staying there until five or six o'clock at night. I, yeah, I haven't. I haven't been. So mm-hmm. I usually make my checks. I come to the job sites a couple times a week. You know, just to make sure things are good to go. And other than that, yeah, this is my kingdom. <laughs> so I sit here in this office and make phone calls and do quotes and designs and all that other right. fun stuff. I think at one of your previous conversations, you mentioned that your your crews actually kick you out of the field. They see you on there too long, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's. I think it's just a problem that every owner has. Man, I show up and I try to. You know, you try to micromanage. I, I just think micromanaging is can be a habit with anybody. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't think it's like any one set person. But yeah, I show up, you know, for too long. I can kind of you get that sense. Like they don't say it at first, but you can kind of like you know, like with your kids, like they start rolling their eyes. <laughs> Gosh, <Yeah>. Gosh, <laughs> we just leave. <laughs> but yeah, they've become a little bit more comfortable with it now. Of like, you just need to leave. Let us do this. Nice. So. Do you mind sharing a little bit, like for those that haven't gotten out of the field yet, what are some of the benefits that you have seen personally and mentally, I guess, as far as getting out of the field? How has that helped your business? I'm able to concentrate more on, you know, the bottom line of things, you know, make sure the business is healthy because, you know, without a healthy business, you can't have employees and you can't operate. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting out of the field has allowed me to concentrate, like I said, on the budget side of things, uh, making sure that, you know, our, our value is there from, you know, communication with clients and stuff like that. And, you know, just, I mean, as well as just me, I being in the field and coming out after hours to work on quotes and designs and, you know, still hanging out with your kids and stuff like that. It's, it's nearly impossible. Like you can't balance all of that. So, you know, before when I was still in the field, I was really doing two or three full-time jobs, making sure everything was taken care of. Now I'm, I have my job, a 40 hour a week, sometimes 40 hours a week job, you know, and that's, that's it. I do everything from home. So I get to hang out with my kids. I, I'm sitting here watching them on, you know, the camera right now. They're just, they're, they're watching TV and eating a snack while I'm doing this, but you know, I'm just out in the shed, you know, working on stuff, but yeah, you get to walk in and be home and cook dinner and put the kids to bed. And you know, it's not like a huge mental load. I'm not constantly thinking about everything. So how do you think that has helped your personal life with you and your spouse and everything and your family? Oh, well, I mean, a thousand percent. I, like, I'm home a lot more. So going from like 90, 100 hours a week of just being gone to now like roaming around the house with my sweater and Crocs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tra- It's definitely like a transition. It's weird. You get a little bit of that you know, imposter syndrome a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's been really nice. I, I think our relationships have gotten a lot better. So more than what it was when I was a kid, Yeah, you know, we always kind of think back when we were kids and, you know, we want stuff for our kids to be better. So fingers crossed. I'm hoping we're checking that one off the list. So I love the fact that you, one of your goals early on was to be able to take your children to school and that you're able to do this now. That's, that's awesome. I I love that story. Yeah, man. Every morning, some mornings are more of a struggle than others. Sure. You know, kids are still kids, but Yeah. yeah, you know, 20 years from now, I'm, not going to have to, you know, have Thanksgiving dinner and listen to my kids of why they're in therapy because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't around or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So I hope so. I don't know. It's probably going to be something else. I'm sure. We'll I'm sure. Oh, dad we'll dad was see. home too much. Watch, watch that be it. <laughs> dad was around too much. Nice. But no, it's um, kind of, I set up some non-negotiables. That was kind of really kind of kicked everything off. I was just tired. I hurt my back. I was just sick all the time. Never had any money. Oh, it's terrible. So, you know, really kind of kicking my journey off of being like where I'm at now compared to a couple of years ago was those non-negotiables. And the number one one was I'm taking my kids to school every morning. You know, another one was I'm going to get paid on a bi-weekly basis. Yes. Third one was I'm not going to work for free. So mm-hmm. it's worked out. I, taking the kids to school every morning made it so I had to be there. There's some kind of um, just responsibility behind that of like, no, business is not important. I got to take my kids to school and then I can do business. Mm-hmm. You know, just like my employees know, you know, team. Sorry, I don't like to use the term employees a lot. It's my team knows like that's that's what I do every morning. So I'm not waking up in the morning and hurry up and rushing to a job site or 
immediately hopping on emails or, you know, sitting on the phone trying to plan stuff out for the day. I'm actually trying to help get them ready most mornings. I know my wife is going to listen to this. (laughs) 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 You know, call BS on some stuff. But, you know, most mornings I kind of help them out. I'm trying to, you know, kind of push them to get ready themselves. But I get to kind of slow down in the mornings, take them to school. Then after they're at school, that's, you know, half hour later, around 9, 9.30, I'm in the office. You know, starting to get stuff squared away. So, you know, that was a big one. I stuck to it. The next one of paying myself on a weekly basis, that was that was another big one. I just set up auto pay through my bank. I started off with, I think I did $500 every two weeks. And then, you know, I finally started seeing a lot more profits to the business. So I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's obviously not going to work. So then $1,000 every two weeks, $1,500 every two weeks, you know, finally getting up to you know, $2,500, $3,000 every two weeks it's it's all on auto pay too so the nice thing is it's just you don't i don't really see it it's just another transaction through the business and so that's been a big help too nice you know you got to pay yourself absolutely yeah yeah it's, it's it's important and we do all this work and many people i, I we i'm no, i'm sure you've seen it and heard it many people just go and work 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 and don't take a paycheck or they'll take very minimal just to make their bill payments and that's about it yeah we bust our ass all the time we we yeah. deserve to get paid <laughs> yeah yeah exactly well and it was it was actually kind of the that profit burst mentality mm-hmm. you know i started well, obviously i got my numbers right everybody knows that story but you know you, you got to pay yourself i'm the first one you know i have to have my oxygen first i have to be able to breathe before i can help other people that includes my clients that includes my employees. That includes my vendors. Like I'm, I'm useless to all of them. Like if I don't have some breathing room, mm-hmm. yeah. so I become a better business owner, a better boss, but just a better person. Honestly, if I have some breathing room, that's a great point because if you are struggling yourself to pay your own personal bills, whatever they are, paying those bills and you can't do it, you are just going to become stressed out, and you're probably going to take that out on either your customers or your employees at some point. Just may not be intentional, but it just, it's going to come across that way. So it, it's oh. good that you're able to do that. hundred percent, so. man. Let's not forget like kids and stuff yeah, too. Yes. I, mean, I mean, you know what I mean? You get stressed out. It's, you see it all the time. Yep. Your kid wants you to come home and you know, play a game or throw the ball or something like that. And you have a rough day, snap. So it's not fun. We've all been there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I, like I remember coming home and my kids want to do something and you know, you've just been working, especially if you've been out in the field all day, you come home and you're just exhausted. And I'm, like to me, I was transitioning, okay, now I got to do estimates. So my mind's thinking about that and not thinking about the family yeah. life. And it was, it was hard. And I yeah. look back and re- kind of regret some of those things I did earlier on, but yeah, I learned from it and grew from it. But Yeah. And it's never, it's never too late, man. You mm-hmm. can always make a, you know, make a correction. It's, yeah. I'm fortunate. I don't want to say lucky because I worked real hard for it, but I'm fortunate. I kind of realized that really early, you know, so I got kids that range from 10 all the way to one. So yeah, I'm glad, glad I got it squared away. So let me ask, how did the employees take it, your team take it when you approached them and said, Hey, I'm going to start taking my son to school in the morning. You are going to have to handle the, whatever the morning routine or whatever you want to call it. How did they take that? How did that process go? Um, it went really well just because the people that I had in place at the time, they're still here. They still work for me, but I think they took it really well just because I was really open about like the books and responsibilities, accountability and stuff like that. And so I, th- I think they understood that like when the phone rang, I was the one to answer it. If there was a problem on the weekend, that was my job to deal with. If it was eight o'clock at night and something happened on a job site, I was the one that had to take care of it or, you know, the midnight sessions of working on a design. Or stuff like that. So, you know, being really open with them about all that stuff, the right people are going to see that. It's going to click in their brain where, you know, they are on the site. You know, they work from eight to five every day. But before and after that, they're out. They can check out. They're done. Whereas, like, they, they understand I can't. And so, you know, yeah, I might not be there between eight and ten in the morning. But between five and seven o'clock at night, I'm still, you know... I'm still a person that gets called or gets the text messages and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, just having the right people on board, it, they accepted it you know, really well. Did you just sit down and kind of have a conversation with them? and Or have you built up to the, that point where you decided that you're going to do, yeah, actually yeah. do it? Yeah. yeah. So, like, like, not just being open about the books, but being open about how we're going to run things and, like, including them in a lot of those decisions. 
You know, nice. I mean, like not being a jerk to, <laughs> to your employees <laughs> is always a big help Yeah, when it comes down to that stuff. But no, we, we sit down a lot. We have a lot of meetings <laughs> about stuff. And my first question to them is always what, you know, what can I do to make your job easier and better? Right. Because yeah. I, I don't want them to do the same thing I did. I don't want to hire somebody and, you know, have them break their back three years later because they're, you know, it's hard labor. I want to try and make it, you know, that's kind of the whole goal of this stuff. So I, I want to learn this stuff, you know, just like, just like with your kids. Like I want to learn this stuff, go through the hardships so that you don't have to. So, you know, sitting down with them, you know, I just told them, I'm like, you know, we have some non-negotiables this year. Number one is the kids. I'm, I'm taking my kids to school every morning. It's non-negotiable. I'm not going to argue with you. And every single one of them is like, no, man, that's, that's perfect. That's great. It was awesome. I know a lot of people are going to, you know, probably try that and stuff like that. And it's not going to go over so well, but, you know, ha- have some compassion. And I love that you share stories and, and talk to them. That's, that's great. And have an open book. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's just kind of hard to sum it up in like a one, two, three step. Sure. Kind of sure. thing. Cause it takes, it takes seasons. It takes, yeah. takes quite a while. You know, it's, you know, just, just being kind to your employees and helping them out, doing all that stuff really kind of led up to this moment of me making that decision going for it. And so they were okay with it. Like nice. I, I'm not going to start building culture in my business. And the first thing I'm going to do is this, I'm going to like, it, you got to kind of ramp up to it a little bit, but. Was there anything that you found difficult going through this process, like setting them up for the jobs or anything, anything that you did in particular that kind of stands out? Um, yeah, it was, it was all on my end. That was the difficult part because mm-hmm. you know, you run a business for so long, your name's on the side of the truck, your phone number's there. So, you know, for so long building a service business, you know, specifically a service business, it's, it's just you. So you're out in the field working so you can control all the work. You can, you're talking to all the clients so you can control all that communication. You're in a hundred percent control of everything. And so like the most difficult part for me was backing off of that, allowing them to make mistakes, putting them in the position to talk to my clients, allowing them to make decisions, you know, about jobs stuff like that. And so, yeah, that was probably the most difficult part of it was mm-hmm. releasing that trust. Nice. Kind of letting that go. Did you have to do any like training? I know you mentioned here a second ago about allowing your, your team to talk to the customers and, and, and neighbors and stuff like that. And I know like some people get on them like, Hey, you got to get going. You got to be productive. You got to do this and that. And I know you said that's something that you don't do in your business. Um, was there any training or anything that you had to like point out to them or did they just kind of just through your culture, knew how to talk to the customer and how to explain things. Um, they they weed themselves out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've had so many employees like come and go over the years, and like the ones that are still here, it just kind of clicked mm-hmm. in their head. It's not hard. I mean, you have conversations with all your your employees. You know, they're still good people. I mean, we have a couple of rules like don't be smoking in front of them, or <laughs> yeah. like don't be cussing. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, but. You know, I just kind of like released the reins and said, hey, it's, you know, you have to, you know, first it was, you got to talk to the clients twice a day, minimum twice a day, you, you know, first thing in the morning, tell them you're there, see if they have any questions. And then, you know, towards the afternoon when everybody's cleaning up, one of you, you know, go grab them, walk the job, you know, make sure everything's good to go. And, you know, again, like I said, just don't be cussing a lot. Just be nice, be kind. 99% of the people on this earth are kind people they know how to communicate with people so there wasn't like a a script or a video that i had them watch there wasn't like formal training of you know scenarios or Mm -hmm. stuff like that you know i kind of gave them a couple of tools as far as like you know if they have questions about the job and you don't have the answers you know it's really just let me get with the office we'll have an answer for you you know by the end of the day nice kind of teaching some tactics like that but uh, other than that everything was kind of release them just mm-hmm. just go be yourselves i know we talked about this in the past but you have created a, a great culture in your in your landscape business and, and with your your great employees was that something you just had you found when you're going through the hiring process or just kind of weeded people out as you're going through employees how, how did you come and build this great culture i think it just starts with i just i, I kind of finally had that epiphany like who would i want to work for as an owner you know sure because like, We've all worked for people that were terrible. You know, the old man in the excavator, you know, throwing shovels <laughs> and shit at us. Or, you know, you hear the 
cracking the beers at the, in, in the excavator from the old man and getting yelled at and stuff. And so understanding that, you know, I wanted an employer that was compassionate about, you know, like my family mm-hmm. and my needs and being understanding about things. Everybody on the team has kids. So shoot just this morning. Yeah. Beck her, you know, um, she had to take her son in to go get looked at to the doctor. So I just zero issues whatsoever. Like they know they can do that. So I think uh, like a lot of the people that come onto the team haven't experienced that with previous employment. They were all kind of stuck in like that corporate HR email, like you only have three sick days a year kind of thing. And so when they come on the team, I really try to push that. We're okay. This stuff, like we know emergencies happen. We know your family comes first. You know, it's big thing around here. I, you know, tell them all the time that, you know, landscaping, I don't care. I don't care about it. It's not what we're here for is for landscaping. It's, you know, your, your family stuff comes first. Mm-hmm. You come first. Our relationships with people come first. We just so happen to install zero escapes and garden boxes at the same time. So, yeah, I, you know, I started it with the employees. I don't, I don't wait for them to respect the whole, remember the whole, uh, you know, you got to give respect to get respect. Yeah. That was a big one to let go. So, like, I expected them to give me respect before I gave them the respect. But having a big flip on that, like, it was a big one to help with all that. Well, I, I think there's been a big change overall in the way we should be handling people, I guess, in the terms of in, employees and teams from what it used to be. Like, I remember my dad just being out yelling at people, let's go, 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 go. If you did that nowadays, you're probably not going to have very many people. And I think a lot of people are still stuck in that mindset of, you know, just get on the people and yell. And, but they're the ones that are struggling getting people where you have kind of changed your mind and changed your mindset on things and, and taken a different approach. And you've had pretty good success at keeping people, correct? Yeah. And it's not just like keeping people either. I, I've kept, you know, the people that we have for, you know, two, three years. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to listen to this, but <laughs> I hope you don't go anywhere. But if you do, it's okay. You know, I don't think they will. But yeah, ride or die, honestly. <laughs> so they're all really good people. Enjoy them. Well, and I think that brings up another point or another topic here. Like we can go down a whole rabbit hole of employees, but the fact that like you've gone through, you've trained the people to do the best they can, and you have spent the time and energy to train the people to do whatever zero scaping or whatever type of projects that you do, but you're not afraid to let them go. You know, if they move on to bigger and better things, you, you wish them the best and, and, you know, wishing for a happy life. So I think yeah. that's awesome. It's a, again, it's another mindset issue. I think a lot of uh, landscape business owners just don't take. Yeah. No, anybody on my team, they don't owe me anything. Mm-hmm. They're here. They, they do the work. They work hard. They make it so that I can, you know, take my kids to school every morning, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I, um, if anybody ever wants to leave, like, I was kind of wishing the best of luck. So really no, no harm, no foul. Nice. One other thing I want to talk about is you have done some pretty, I don't say not crazy, but they're unique ideas as far as like helping keep your teams and, and pushing through, like even the winter time when it's slow, you mind sharing some of those things that you do to help keep team members? Yeah. As far as like kind of the perks. Yeah. Um, I think like the number one thing is kind of like what we talked about earlier, just kind of having some respect you know, not being a hard ass 24-7, allowing them, like, if their kid gets sick, to go take care of them, stuff like that. I, th- I think that's number one. You know, after that, you know, boots, jackets, shirts, all that stuff is completely taken care of. They have company vehicles. They get to drive back and forth to work. Um, I don't put, like, huge stipulations on them, like, on the weekends. Like, we don't have, like, a 50-page rule book on... You know, you got you got to take this vehicle home, and this is what it's for, and they use them. If mm-hmm. they got to go to the you know grocery store on the weekend, they can take the truck. I don't care. They're responsible with it. We buy a a cow every fall, so we just took delivery of it a couple of weeks ago. I had to go buy a bigger freezer because we finally had to get a full cow. <laughs> but you know, the cow shows up. You know, it's all grass fed beef, twenty five hundred three grand nice. worth of beef, and so you know they're fed all winter kind of the goal there is we get it around this time so you know the freezer stocked for all winter going into spring we have uh you know, all the steaks roasts and hamburgers you could ever want i love the cattle idea i think that's a great yeah 
great benefit. Yeah. And you just keep it in your freezer and they come every so often if they need it or how, yeah. how do you get that? Well, I mean, not, not everybody has room for like some big stand-up deep yeah. freezer. So, you know, I order it, it shows up usually on a Saturday. They bring all the coolers. We get all the coolers ready. Okay. So right then and there, we separate like a whole bunch of it based on like what they can store at home. And then, yes, my freezer is 100% open. Whenever they need something, they can come and grab it. Nice. But I've done that all year. I joined a food co-op this season. And so we get special deals from them. And so like I'll go and pick up like 50-pound boxes of chicken or like 30-pound boxes of bacon. I'll like separate it, you know, hand it out. They can come and get it whenever they want to, you know, stuff like that. It's open access. So they, awesome. they can come and grab whatever <laughs> they want, whenever they want to. So we've built that culture. They just know, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm comfortable going to bed at night knowing that if something happened at like two or three o'clock in the morning, I could call any one of them and they, they'd be here. Nice. Like immediately. And it, it's reversed too. They know, you know, if it's two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and they need a ride or something like that. You know, they can call me. They're probably going to hear about it. I'm like that, that dad <laughs> lecturing them on the way home. So that's probably why they don't call me a lot, but you know, they know, mm-hmm. they know they can, but yeah. So like the food is a big one. I'll be doing a gift card here this week for Thanksgiving. Nice. They're going to get some cash bonuses before Christmas. Be able to do, you know, just specifically for Christmas. So it's, you know, for Christmas gifts and stuff. I, I guess whatever they want to spend it on, but sure. I ask them every season. We sit down before it gets cold. If anybody needs, you know, if their kids need boots or coats, you know, we make sure everybody's taken care of, like not just the employee, but their families, you know, make sure their kids are warm, stuff like that. You know, we care about them. You know, we, we say employees and team, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, these, these guys are my friends too. Their kids come over, you know, for my kids' birthdays, we do their birthdays. You know, we did Halloween together. We're all pretty good friends. Has that been an issue with anything like ever something comes up, you know, where employees attitude changes or, or whatever, they just not doing the great work. Has that become an issue because you become friends with them? Just curious. No, no. Cause we, it's, um, you know, to be able to do all this stuff, you have to have a different perspective. You know, a really good book that I read that really kind of changed a lot of things was, uh, the how to win friends and influence people. A big one that stuck out with me on that one is if I have this kid working for me, you know, two or three years. And then all of a sudden we get a huge shift in, you know, his attitude or he's showing up late multiple times in a week. My first response is not, you know, get your shit together. You're going to be fired. You know, my f- first question to him is, you know, take him to lunch, sit him down. Like, Hey, is, is everything okay? Like, what's up, man? Let us, you know, we can help each other. And most of the time you don't know it's all oh, their mom's sick. You know, my brother's coming in from out of town and, we don't have the greatest relationship. My kid is getting in trouble at school, you know, stuff like that. And so, you know, most of the time it's, you know, they're not getting lazy or they're not getting comfortable. 99% of the time it's, there's, there's just something else going on in their life. And like I said earlier, I don't give two shits about landscaping. I, I care about you <laughs> as a person. We could be cleaning windows or shoveling shit or, pouring concrete that's all on the back end it doesn't matter you as a person matters you know more so having that relationship with them in that perspective like going into a meeting with somebody like that having that view uh, helps out tons and so with us all being friends it, i even think it makes it a lot easier so we're a lot more honest with each other we're open i get into an argument with my wife i you know i tell them i just i, I kind of tell them like well or got in a fight i like, oh, no, I just had a, you know, rough night, got in an argument, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And it's the compassion for each other is all there. I love that. I love the family atmosphere. Personally, that's that's why I always wanted to do business. It makes it everybody feel better, welcome and, and want to be there and be part of that family. So I I, yeah. I do love that you're doing that. Oh, thousand percent, man. It builds um, it actually builds a team. Mm-hmm. So like I said, you know, I keep saying it doesn't matter if it's landscaping. It's, you know. I don't, five years from now, if making YouTube videos about random things is our new niche, I'll, I'll take these guys with me mm-hmm. to go do that. Nice. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. It's, we're, we're a good team working together. So we went through a lot of people too. You'll find that. I'm going to say, probably step back on that a little bit. Most people already have this person, like this, like their go-to person already working for. They're already there. 
Like if you have employees right now, if you have a team right now, that person that can take some of this stuff off your plate is already there. You just have to change your perspective. And instead of just focusing on growing yourself, grow with them. Don't make it happen. Absolutely. And it's like one out of, you know, it's not going to be everybody. It's hard to find these guys, but. Well, I love the fact that you empower them to make the decisions, empower them to make that mistake. I know you and I have had this conversation, but, you know, when you started doing landscaping, I started doing landscaping. Our first project, whatever it was, at least mine, I mean, it wasn't our best work. I mean, it worked and it was functional. But looking back, it's like, then I, I should have done this different. I should have done that different. Same thing with them. They have to learn and they have to learn how to grow it. But if you are over micromanaging them, they're not going to learn to build. They're not going to be able to do that. They're just going to listen to what you say. And to me, they're going to be calling you about every little error, little thing that comes up. You want yeah. them to make that decision. I think that's what you've been allowing your team to do. Yeah. Oh, I've paid out the insurance. I've paid out the workers' comp. You know, if you asked me eight years ago, like about a workers' comp thing, I'd have been like, oh, that would ruin me. That would ruin <laughs> me. But I just had, you know, my project manager last November, almost to the day, he dropped a trailer on his ankle and he didn't come back for like eight months. Ouch. But they're not going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee, I guarantee that they're not going to do it again. I, you know, yeah, they, you got to learn. And with mm-hmm. the technology today, there's zero reason to have to be at that job site, like sitting there watching it. You can FaceTime on WhatsApp. You can send all the pictures through it. You can, you know, we use Jobber. Jobber runs everything. It's all there. And, and like once you start niching down, that's when things really start clicking because you're doing like almost the same thing over and over again. Like you're not going like one day we're going to pour concrete and then the next day we're going to install a pond. Right. Because that's just that's chaos. It is. That's absolute chaos right there. And so, you know, every job for us is garden boxes. We're ripping out this grass. We're going to install these boulders here. We're going to do this chat gravel, you know, this crushed stone pathway and clover. We're going to install clover it's it's all going to be the same. So it makes it really easy for them to excel at their job. So that's that's my job. I want to make it as easy as possible for them yeah. to to do the best that they can. So and even before niching down, I actually I actually sat down. We had a big meeting we had everybody in here around the table and I asked them all I'm like what what do you hate about your jobs? What do you like about your jobs? Like as far as in perspective of like what do you like to install and what do you not like to install? And the number one thing that nobody liked to install was sprinklers. You know, those big you know, five, 6,000, 8,000 square foot grass areas, there's the trenching and everybody hated it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, there's another push for doing zero escapes. Let's capitalize on what we like to do because zero escapes, we're just doing drip line. Then, mm-hmm. you know, clover areas were maybe, maybe putting in 10 heads on an entire property for that. And so I, I figured out what they like to do, what they don't like to do. That's how I pushed the company forward doing that stuff. Everybody loves doing the garden boxes. Everybody thinks they're cool. We get a lot of recognition from them. We do the farmer's market. And so everybody, everybody loves them. So we kept the garden boxes Then we push it really heavily. Oh, I also asked them to, I, I actually asked them all, yeah, it was in that same meeting. I told them all to get back to me. I said, we're going to each meet individually next week. And I need to know the minimum of what you need to make to be comfortable. Like not like, like, I'm not going to pay you to go buy a Lamborghini <laughs> or a Ferrari or something, for you. you know, 5,000 square foot house, right? Like, I'm not <laughs> doing that. But I like, I want you to, where you're at now, I want you to be able to pay your bills, you know, put roughly 15, 20% away in some savings. You know, I want you to be able to go out with your family on the weekends and do things. So make sure you allow for that. And they all came back with numbers. And those numbers were a, a lot less than what I thought they were going to be. And so... You know, I, I bumped everybody up this year was a, like a big pay raise for everybody. Cause I wanted everybody to be comfortable, Nice, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, sorry, I keep rambling on, but oh, no, you know, you're it's, good. I mean, as far as like making them, as far as like trusting them and making them comfortable and having that relationship with them, like all these things really kind of tie in, mm-hmm. like tie in and mesh into it. It's not like just one single thing that I did. Well, I love that. And I love the fact that you ask them what they need to, to make a living on. Yeah. I think that's very important because many people, they're jumping around job to job because they, well, I mean, money's not everything. I know that. Yeah. But they have to be able to make a, a living and, and pay for their family's needs and everything. So I think that's great. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Mike Michalowicz. And one of the things he mentions in some, I can't remember, one or a couple of his books, he talks about getting to know your employees. And I think that's what you've done very well is, is kind of sitting down with them, talking to them 
finding out, you know, what's their hobbies, what they like to do on the weekends and just kind of get to know them and finding out what their goals are. And I think that's what you've been doing and it helps create that, that family culture in your business. Yeah, man. It's definitely family mm-hmm. culture is yeah. Nailed it on the head. That's what it is. I, you know, I don't want to, you know, sugarcoat everything. You know, mm-hmm. we still get in arguments, but our arguments are more like when you get in an argument with like your brother, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, you know, like me and Wyatt will get in arguments. My project manager usually kind of ends up with, uh, you know, like, hey, you better stop before I take you out and like whip you with the hose or, <laughs> you, know, so, you know, some arguments, stuff like that. You know, we mm-hmm. get into it. either that or we're comfortable with each other saying like, nah, I need a break. Like, I, I need a break from you for a couple of days. Yeah. You know, nice. we're cool with that because we're human and that's how we treat each other. Like, none of us are oblivious to the fact of, you know, how relationships work. Yeah. You know, and like the pay thing too, it's, you know, of course we, we give them a, you know, we pay them hourly to, to do their work, but, oh goodness, I had a guy, um, his toilet went out. His, I guess his kid kept shoving toys, garbage in the toilet, and it just stopped working, and he was at work, and he calls me, he's like, hey man, I, th- I think I gotta go, and I'm like, well, what are you gonna do about it? You know, like, there's really nothing you can do about it, and so, you know, I called up the plumber, he went over there, he fixed it, and I paid him, it's all taken care of. Nice. Oh, just a couple weeks ago, the heater went out in one of their houses. Um, I gave him the heaters out of my shop until I could pay my HVAC guy to go over and fix it. If they have a problem come up, they need, you know, they all have cards. Most of them have cards. If if they need gas in their tank, we just put it in. You know, being the business owner, we always get like those, those clients that are like, oh, I have this old lawnmower. Do you want it? Mm-hmm. Like, hell yeah, give it to me. So, I, you know, that stuff gets given away. Uh, yeah, Ignacio took the lawnmower. He just got a new house up in North Ogden, but he took the lawnmower. Yeah, little stuff like that. It, well, it's those little things that make a difference. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, you've gone through, you know, your fair share of employees, which we all have. Yeah. You know, everybody's talking about how, how hard it is to find employees and, you know, the shortage of employees. What have you done this past season or so to help find people? Where have you been looking? How have you been finding them? It's all, um, I stopped with the Indeed stuff, man. Cause that was just, oh, that was rough. So Wyatt wasn't here this spring. So we brought on another guy, which uh, he was a friend of one of our, you know, other employees. So I think, yeah, it's friends of friends. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I just tell them, I'm like, Hey, we're looking for somebody. And they're all very comfortable with calling their friends being like, Hey, do you want a job? Like we're trying to find somebody because they know, they know what kind of place it is. Like that's the best thing you can do. I mean, what's better than, you know, having four or five people on your payroll, you know, and if you treat them well, they're walking, talking billboards for your business. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you can post on Facebook, you can stand on the corner and shout, but in today's day and age where you have all these employers that just treat their employees like trash. They treat them horribly. Mm-hmm. You know, you got like the big box stores and, you know, you got the other contractors that are so old school that they still throw things and yell at you and call you a piece of garbage, you know, and stuff like that. I'm, that's who I'm competing with mm-hmm. for employees. And so it's easy for me because I just tell the people that I have, I'm like, we need a few more people, you know, let's open it up. Let's see what we can do. And every single time we can find a few guys. Like I said, my project manager was out this spring. We had a guy come on to operate. He was great. He's since left. You know, we kind of parted ways, but he was great. And he was somebody's friend on the team. He came in, rocked it, did some great stuff for us. And then he went a separate direction. So, I mean, as far as like bringing people on, that's been the big thing. Yeah, I I guess I tend to focus more on keeping them here than, you know, trying to bring them on. Well, I think too, having a great culture built in your business first is very important. If you have a crappy culture, yeah. your team members are not going to recommend anybody else that they know to come work for you. Yeah. yeah. I think to me, that's very important. You start creating that culture. So if you yeah. don't have that great culture, I encourage you to look and start talking to people, doing some of the suggestions that Alec has been doing beforehand and then go start hiring people. Like yeah. to me, again, it's just people aren't going to come work for somebody that's a, a crappy boss. I'm sorry. Like there's no, nothing yeah. around it. It's just- oh, it's terrible. And I like another thing, like um, our sprinkler vendors, the guys who sell us our sprinkler parts, all that stuff. I think I maybe stepped foot in 
their store like three times this year, like just to grab some personal stuff. But other than that, it was always the team mm-hmm. that goes in there. They use the accounts. You know, same thing with like all of our rock and gravel or, you know, from any one of our vendors, it's my team. It's our team going in there now. And so it's not just me. So, you know, they go in there, you have the conversations of like, oh, how, how do you like your job? And it's, I love it. And so then word spreads real quick. I maybe got a dozen texts this year from guys that are, oh, are you hiring right now? Or can I come work for you? You know, stuff like that. Like, I'm sick of this asshole treating me like garbage. You guys have an open position. Exactly. We we actually, I can say in my dad's business, it was early this spring, you know, when everybody's having a hard time trying to find employees. One of our competitors in this area actually started approaching our team and actually offered $30 an hour, which is, at least in this area, is Ooh. very, very, very well. So, yeah. But our team members stayed with us because they knew our culture. They knew what they're going to get. They knew they're going to stay busy all the time. You know, they found out like that $30 an hour was not, they're not going to get any overtime here. At least you're guaranteed at least some overtime. Yeah. But they stayed for our culture, I believe, and didn't go yep. to that $30 option. So yeah. having that culture, again, is, is so important. And it's going to help keep your team members on board and not go to the competitor. I think a lot of guys forget that, man. I, look, yep. Guys and girls, I think they get so stuck in the day-to-day of numbers and running a business and all this stuff that they forget they're dealing with people, not robots. And it, it hurts them in the long run. This spring, too, we kind of had the decision. I've always kind of had this thought in the back of my mind, but I I could have added a second crew this year. I could have added three crews and we would have been well over, you know, 2 million in revenue. But at that 2 million in revenue, you know, I probably would have been 30, 35% gross profit on everything. And so like, we made a pretty solid decision this season that we're going to keep the one crew and we're just going to polish it till it shines. And they did, they did it. We're polished. We're about as polished as for one crew as you can get. I don't think we can squeeze out any more profit. And now's the time that we can expand because now we can add a second crew and we have, you know, these systems in place to make sure that they are polished. So, you know, instead of being at 2 million with 35% gross profit, we're sitting at, you know, 750,000, 800,000 with, you know, between 50 and 60% gross profit, you know, right around there. And so it's, yeah, I didn't have a lot of focus on adding a bunch to the team. More focused on just making sure it's polished and then, you know, treating the people that I have well, which is an okay step. I think a lot of people get to a point in their business where they're like, oh, we got to grow, we got to grow, we got to grow. But growing isn't just revenue. Growing can be profit margins. Growing can be building culture, like we've been talking about. So I think a lot of guys forget that. A lot of people, though, will find themselves that, yeah, exactly what you said. I want to grow. I want to become... $2 $2 million, $5 million, $10 million companies. But you don't have to get to that point to be happy and to get the profit margins you like. Oh. The reason why we call ourselves a million-dollar landscaper, we stayed in our our family business between a million to $2 million a year. And we did that, I don't even know, 20 plus years. But we got good at exactly what you did. It, it, we just stayed in that realm. And now, oh. okay, let's see, how can we figure this out to make this better, or make sure this flows better or whatever. Yeah. And that just worked for us. We were happy with what we're making and there's no need to grow. Like, I mean, that's our attitude, but if you want to grow, but you start growing, like I was talking to somebody the other day that's in the academy, they just grew too fast and then they have all this equipment and now they have all this stuff, but they don't have the systems in place and things started falling apart and then their lives are being stressed <laughs> out because they're going running, putting out fires all day. So yeah, I, I think that's awesome what you did in your business. Yeah. I'm glad I did because I don't have like a huge house mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know, we're, it's tight. We could move somewhere else and do all that stuff, but tell you what stress levels are like non-existent just yeah. completely <laughs> non completely non-existent we don't stress about anything we got our jobs we're all sold out for the year i'm not trying to push to hire on five more people right now to like squeeze in as many more jobs as we can you know it's we're good we're starting to plan for next year we're comfortable and we're making sure everybody is comfortable over the winter you know and good to go and we're just kind of rolling through it and getting stuff done love it so Alec, do you have any, uh, anything you would recommend to somebody, you know, that's struggling with their team and finding people Is anything that you would recommend that they should do kind of right now to kind of change that and get going in the right direction? Yeah. You back away for a minute. You kind of back off a little bit and really do some, some self-reflection, you know, figure out the kind of, not just the kind of business that you want to have, but the kind of business owner you want to be really, really dive into it. If you got to take you know, four or five days off 
and go. I, I don't care what you want to do. You want to go on a fishing trip or go hunting or, you know, just go to the beach for a few days, you know, kind of take some time to yourself, explore a little bit and just decide what direction you want to take it and then act on it. You know, be the boss that you want to be. It's not all roses. You know, starting that stuff, man. It's not all sugary sweet and it's not going to be like you're going to come back after four or five days off and it's just all going to click. It takes a couple of years to kind of build all that and do it. But I just ran into so many guys that are 40, 50, 60 years old and I was just angry. <laughs> so angry <laughs> and like miserable and just dicks. I don't know. There's always time to let go. Just let that stuff go and just be a good person. Love it. Just treat your team with respect. Talk to them. It all starts there. Don't expect things. Like start doing stuff for your team and that stuff will pay off. It might not be the next week. It might not be the next six months, but a, a year from then it's going to, you know, it's going to pay off. Call your team in, have a meeting, ask them what they need. Nice. Well, Alec, I appreciate you being on the show today. It's always great talking to you and I hope the listeners out there take some advice and take a step back in their business and, and really look at yourself and look at what you want in your business, what you want out of your team. And make those changes. Start making those changes. Like you said earlier, Alec, it's not too late. You can always go on and make changes now. So I encourage you to do that. Do what Alec says and suggested and start making those changes in your business. Alec, how could uh, any listeners out there reach out to you, get hold of you if they wanted to? Uh, we're on Instagram. Yeah, you got our uh, at Nailerscapes. Mm-hmm. I also have, I think, everybody on the team. I usually tag them and all the posts and stuff like that. So they're all on there. You can go straight to them, see if I'm lying or not. they'll check that i think we're good to go but yeah instagram our website nailerscapes.com just contact us button that's for work but you want anything else you can reach out there stuff like that so we've got the phone number posted everywhere you guys can call me and i'll put the links in the show notes guys so you can check it out but yeah reach out to alec he's he's a great guy to talk to and chat with so yeah yeah i'm willing to help anybody out alec you got a few minutes for some fun questions yeah, yeah, of course, right. man. Real quick, though, I guess yeah. with the whole team stuff, Wyatt, Beck, Drew, Ignacio, I you couldn't do any of this without you guys. You're awesome. And I'm very honored to have you be a part of the team, every single one of you. You've been amazing, and I can't wait to see what we, you know, what the future holds as we, you know, what we turn this into. Love it. Thank you. High fives to all of you. <laughs> yes, high fives everywhere, man. But yeah, I'm ready for some questions. What's up? All right, so given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want to have as a dinner guest? Ooh, man. Anybody. Anybody. Um, probably two choices. Personally, on like the personal side, I'd want, I'd, I'd love to go to dinner with uh, my grandpa again. Love to. I, he was a contractor. He kind of helped me you know, get some of this stuff going. And if he you know, was still alive today, to be able to see... Like what we've turned this into, I think would be some great conversations. And then as far as like uh like a professional level, I don't know, man, we still haven't had dinner yet. I still actually never met you in person. I'd love to do that. <laughs> I would love nothing more than to take you and Katie out to a very nice dinner and just just BS for a couple hours. Yeah. So I, I, I mean I like not to be like all mushy and stuff like that, man, but you guys have you guys done a lot. Appreciate that. We you guys done a lot. I couldn't have a culture without being profitable. So I don't really have a lot of like professional idols or like movie stars that I'd want to go out and eat with. So but right now, this moment, I'd be honored to take you guys out to dinner. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Thank you. Alex. Yeah. Well, our, our goal ultimately is to travel around with our business and we have a camper and just travel the country and go visit landscapers like yourself and just hang out for dinner or whatever, do whatever for a night or two, whatever it is and, and help out, do whatever we can. So that's our ultimate goal. So yeah. we'll definitely make it out your way. <laughs> do it, man. I got my stuff all ready to go. We can, uh, we can go hit up uh, Yellowstone or there we go. something else in the next couple there of years. We're here. So sounds good. All right. When was the last time you felt lit up? What made you excited? Ooh, um, I figured out, we were just talking about this before it started, but I figured out how to do the record myself for on Twitch with the OBS studios and the video games because my, my son likes to play Fortnite and he loves nothing more than to watch. All these kids are watching people on YouTube play video games. 
So like I wanted to, I, I had to set my heart. I'm like, I'm gonna post a video on YouTube of me and him playing video games. So yeah, that was just uh, nice. a couple days ago. That's awesome. So that was awesome, man. I wanted to. <laughs> I figured. I finally figured it out. That was. Um, he thought it was cool too. So that's great. Yeah. All right. The last one. What was the oddest job you ever took to earn a buck? Ooh. The oddest job I well the oddest job I ever did that uh, icon for me that I I didn't actually earn anything from was Christmas lights. Because okay. I started advertising for Christmas lights, and I started getting calls. But the calls were coming from people that lived up on the mountain. So they had like three or four-story homes. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was showing up to these people's houses afraid of heights. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, uh, I literally had to tell a lady, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Your house is way too tall. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and she, yeah, she, she tried to give me money to do it. And I just, I, oh, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do it, but um, other than that, I've just I've been doing this since I was sixteen, seventeen years old. So you know, I think we all run into them odd jobs of I don't I don't know, just oh yeah yeah you know, it's it's oh, it's, yeah. it's all up in the air, man. We've done everything. I think that's pretty common until you start niching down and, and start finding what you like doing, and that's what you've been doing in your business, which is which is great, and that's what I see a lot of yeah a lot of people are doing is just kind of honing in what they actually like doing. We all get started doing everything, mowing and leaf cleanup or whatever it is. And then you're like, I don't like doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I have one in uh, high school. I went to go work for, I went to work in the mall. What was it? PacSun, the PacSun in the mall where they, they do the, the jeans and stuff like that. Um, I made it. I think I was there for two days. <laughs> I couldn't just the, um, handing people jeans to try. Cause my job was the jean wall. Like the big wall in the store with all the jeans. And so I had to hand people the size, but then they'd come out of the dressing room and like just throw them on the ground. And they're like, it doesn't fit. And they just walk out. And then I'm sitting there like staring around like, did that really, my whole job was just to refold jeans and put it back on that wall. And I'm like, I I just, I told the manager, I'm like, I quit. I can't, I'm sorry. I got to leave, but this is just, PacSun is going to have a lawsuit. For me, <laughs> for me screaming at somebody, and that was, yeah, that was definitely, yeah. Out, out of everything that I've done, that's that's the oddest. That's the oddest uh, bunch so nice. far. Nice, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's yeah. funny. Well, again, Alec, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being an Academy member. I really, really appreciate you being a member and sharing all your thoughts and everything you've done for us and over the past couple of years. So, thank you very much. Hopefully to have you back on the podcast here soon. We talk about something else. I, I always enjoy having you on. Yeah, man. I love coming on and talking about this stuff. So you guys have uh, helped us out quite a bit. And, you know, being able to kind of take all that info you've given us and, you know, help us out with and turn it into something that I can, you know, hopefully help other people out with is it's always a good feeling. So. All right. Alec. Well, thank you very much. And uh, wish everyone to have, have a great day. Yeah. Everybody take it easy. All right. Bye. Hey everyone, just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 